Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Four overtimes. Give me a break. Like, At what point do you decide... Hey, it's one o'clock in the morning, soon to be one thirty. I'm like, I'm going home. I, I can't deal with this. I needed last year game one. I was there with my sister and my nephew, and like I had to be on the air at two o'clock. I'm like, this game's got to end here. I really don't give a crap who wins at this point. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's go home. Unfortunately, the Rangers ended up losing that game, but they did win the series. I did make it home for the show on time, but barely. I mean, my goodness. Four overs. I'm looking at all these guys on the. I mean, you got Gretzky there. Is that Biz Nasty? Who else? Oh, Hank is on set here. I'm just watching the uh, you know the NHL on TNT broadcast. Nobody wants to be there. These guys don't want to be there. Just, Please, mercy. I guarantee you, they're all saying during the game within and on. They're saying somebody score a freaking goal. Let's get us out of here. Everybody's saying it. But the players are so tired. They're so shot. Everybody's just playing not to make a mistake, and this is why it goes on. What is going to happen first? Will I be off the air, or is this game going to end? I mean, think about that. That is ridiculous. This game started at a normal time, I'm assuming. What would it start, 7, 8 o'clock? You have any idea, Alex? Alex Azorum is with us. You have any idea what time this hockey game started? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it started at 8 o'clock the latest. That's 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Anson Carter there, Hank, Gretzky, and Biz Nasty. On this this set, just basically saying, come on. Wrap this thing up. I guarantee you the fans there. Like, if you're a fan there, you got to be saying to yourself, I I mean, we got to leave. Like, I got work tomorrow. Yeah, it started at 8. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, <laughs> what the 
How long do you stay? Now, it is the playoffs. It is the Eastern Conference Finals. So, I mean, you'd have to pry me out of the garden in the Eastern Conference Finals. But still, you got stuff to do. You're not the best case scenario. This game ends immediately when the fourth overtime begins, which starts at about 12 minutes or so from now. You're talking about, let's say the game ends at 1.30. I mean, you're not getting out of there by the time it takes to get out of the building, get in your cars, the drive home. You're talking about getting home 2, 3 in the morning. And that's if it ends early in the 4th, which it might not. Goodness. I mean, they've played. there are only supposed to be three periods in hockey. They are now entering the 7th period of this game. That's wild. Vinny is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Vinny? Ciao. Got a lot to say about the Mets. And um, Go ahead, Vinny. I just want to talk about, I, I know, you know, we, we talk about some of these decisions being hard. I, to me, a lot of them are no-brainers. I mean, a guy like Daniel Vogelback, let's be honest, Sal, the guy should not be on a baseball field. Tommy Pham, he was signed last minute. I mean, nobody wanted the guy. And we're really stressing about these guys should have roster spots. I mean, Mark Vientos brings the life that we didn't have life for two weeks. And he hits that home run, and Buck doesn't play in the next day for guys like Tommy Fan and Daniel Vogelbeck is very frustrating. I mean, I, I just think well, Buck loved that 2022 team, and I get it. But the reason that 2022 team was good is because we got ahead early, we had great start in pitching, and we had a cheat code in a closer that just shut down the game when we got a lead. I mean, this is a different team. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't have a, I didn't have a big problem with Vientos not being in there, but clearly. Um, Buck is sending a message here. Now, what that message is, I'm not exactly sure, but he, look, the way that it was explained is that Billy Epler made the decision to bring Vientos up here. It's going to be up to Buck Showalter to figure out the lineup. So Buck is trying to get at least one of his veterans going because he knows that at this particular point, he's going to need him unless they call up Mauricio. And if it's not Mauricio, they're going to have to figure out is Escobar going to get going or do they want to get Tommy Pham going and then you can move McNeil at second. McNeil can play second. Second or left, it's a matter of finding which guy can do the opposite. And well, I that's, think, I that's think with Mauricio, I'm sorry to cut you off, Sal, but Mauricio, okay. you don't bring up Mauricio. I'd rather see Escobar be dead and see Boga back in fan. I think that's. I think we're getting. I think we're getting to that point. You've noticed that we've seen Bucks trying to get Escobar going because if he does, then you can now limit yourself to where, especially now. Like, look, Viento should be the primary DH, and I don't know if he's going to do that or not. If he doesn't, it's a mistake. Forget seeing all these guys regularly. Make them bench players. Give them spot starts. If it is going to be Escobar, and I'm fine with that. McNeil in left, Nemo in center, Marte in right. Escobar at second base, and you know the and Vientos at DH. That would eliminate Canna, Vogelback, and Fam, who I've seen you know what? more no, than enough of. Canna, Canna, I don't mind if they McNeil. McNeil's a stud; he's, he's a ball player. He could play left field one day and play second base the next day. I mean, you could platoon. Say Canna plays one day in left, and you put McNeil at second. Fine. Say Escobar plays the day at second, you put him in left. I mean, I don't mind that. But the days right. of Vogelback and uh, Fam platoon in a DH, I mean. Tommy Sam can't even throw a baseball anymore. No, I mean, well, you don't it's not want like he's an outfielder. You don't want Fam, Vogelback, Escobar, Canna. You don't want three of four of those guys in the lineup. And honestly, you don't now, even want two. I'm you don't even want two of them. Like the Mets fans, I mean, we pray, we pray that that we don't see that again. Like tomorrow, 
great win today. I do not want to see that lineup tomorrow. Yeah, Imagine I don't, I don't know what today. he's going to be. He's going to have Vientos in there tomorrow. He'll have Vientos and Alvarez back in there. The issue is that the Mets have players that are just not productive. Escobar, Canna, Vogelback, and Fam have gotten way too many at bats this year and have just not produced. That's the problem, Betty. I mean, and, and you knew, you knew. I mean, it wasn't a surprise that this was going to happen with Vogel. I mean, listen, Vogelback seems like a nice guy. He's a good clubhouse guy. I mean, the guy cannot. The guy's not a ball player. He's well, not right, a and by the, the way, but by the way, he's got some of the better offensive numbers. And thank you for the call, Vinny. Uh, we appreciate you checking in. Good stuff with with your Mets. Vogelback's got decent offensive numbers, especially in comparison to the rest of the team that has just not been delivering. The problem is he's not a ball player. First of all, he goes up there looking for a freaking walk. It drives me up a wall. Enough. Go swing the bat. But aside from that, he's so bad, he can't even back up Alonzo at first base. Vogelback cannot play the field. Vogelback cannot run the bases. Vogelback does not hit with power. Vogelback does not hit for a high average. Maybe higher than some of the other averages on the Mets, but he does not hit. You know, 240 is not a high average. So again, I ask, what does he do? As I've been asking for two years, what does Vogelback do? Oh, 374 on base. That's great. What does he do with it? Enough of him. Fam is fine as a fourth outfielder or fifth outfielder. Canna, same thing. I feel like Canna could give you quality at bat still and maybe come up with a big hit here or there, put the bat on the ball. But between, and, and then you throw an Escobar. All four of those guys have failed miserably. All four. Excuse me, I shouldn't say that. Three of those four have failed miserably. One is just not any good, but they think he's good. Because you can't say Vogelback has failed miserably. As a matter of fact, he's basically doing exactly what is expected. They didn't expect him to do the other stuff. I just want somebody to do the other stuff. They'd rather have this guy walk. You know, like even if it's first and second, two outs in the seventh, Mets down two runs. Vogelback, instead of swinging the bat trying to do some damage, he'll pass the baton to the eighth hitter. <laughs> Drives me up a wall. But he's not hes not the problem. He's just a part of the construction of the roster problem or of the lineup problem. Time to trim the fat. Clean this up a little bit. Nimmo, Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo, Beatty, Marte. You know, you got to have Vientos in there at DH. Alvarez got to be catching. And then you could live with one of Fam, Canna, or Escobar. Kevin is calling from Queens. What's up, Kev? Hey, what's up, Sal? I finally got to um, speak to you, man. I just want you to know that I listen to you every day, but your schedule is killing me. Why? Uh, it's hard. I'm working at midnight, you know? Oh, okay. Listen. So you like it better when I do the overnights? I like the midnight. Like, Way better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Listen, kudos to Buck and the Mets. Now we can rest in peace a little bit and keep focus on playing the, the young ones. Bring more reason. That's it. I agree with you. 
You shouldn't call it Bogo Bag. You should call it um. What's what's his what's his name? Daniel Walker. Ooh, That's his name. Da- Daniel Walker. Yeah, Daniel Vogel yeah. Walk. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just, Danny Walker. That's the only yeah, thing Dan- he knows how to do. <laughs> Yeah, Danny Walker. It drives me nuts. I'm, I don't want to pick on the guy, but come on. I mean, I, I tell him right to his face. Okay, you have a problem with what I'm saying? You think I'm being overly critical? What do you do well as a baseball player? Like, what do you do well? Because I can name as a talk show host. Like, there are certain things you're supposed to do to to be a good talk show host. Like, you know, you want to talk about a player who's supposed to be a five tool player. Well, there are things as a talk show host that you need to do. I can name a few things that I feel like I do. He can name one thing that he does as a baseball player. Of the five tools, what exactly tool does he possess? What tool is it? What, to walk a imagine, good discipline? Imagine his nephew asking, hey, Uncle Vogie, uh, why do you only walk? Why can't you just sing the bat? Huh? How can you that answer is, your nephew that? That is funny, Kevin. I love the way you said that. Hey, Uncle Bogey, yeah. why can't why can't you swing the bat? Uh, yeah, wait, like you're a big dude. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Are you scared of the pitchers? Yeah, he's scared to swing the bat. Uh, yeah, Tyler Miguel. I know he hasn't been doing well, but the numbers don't lie. He deserves to be in the rotation. Peterson, I'm sorry, put him on the bullpen. No, bullpen, Peterson, forget it. Peterson in the minors. I don't want to see Peterson ever again in the Mets uniform. And I don't think you're going to have to. So who are you going to bring? I like this year. To. This year, I don't, I mean, let's hope. If things go the way that they're supposed to the rest of the way, you know, Carrasco is coming back. He will make the start tonight. Scherzer, Verlander follow. Tyler McGill's in that rotation. Joey Lucchese is in that rotation. Like, they should be fine here. Uh, and, and hopefully you get Quintana back. That could add another arm. You hope that you don't have to see David Peterson because I don't see the point in running him out there. Uh, I don't want to see yeah. David Peterson unless it's in another team's uniform or maybe next year. There's this kid in the minors that I wish he could be in AAA already. His name is um something, T-Wolf, something. They, they got it from college, from Tennessee, I think it was, like um, a year ago. Do you remember that kid? Who? The pitcher. Some, some pitchers in the minors. I think he's in... Um, He's Budo? in double A. No, oh, T-Wolf, no, something know. like that. I forgot his last name, but he, he came from Tennessee. Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah. yeah so what's your point? Yeah. Listen, another thing I was going to say, what's the problem with, with ESPN, like, ranking the Giants, like, to the bottom? Like, my God, like. Oh, I don't know, Kev. I can't get into the what the football Giants right? and oh, sorry, Kev. I hung up on you there by accident. I thought we were done, but I appreciate you checking in. Always good to hear from you, Kev. You may like Midnight Sal. I like. Well, I mean, I, I ultimately like Daytime Sal, but I like getting home at a decent hour, Sal. But I appreciate you listening whenever I may be on. Anyway, I can't get caught up in the football rankings from ESPN. Truth be told, I haven't even seen it. I'm still trying to get over the scheduling. Black Friday games, Christmas Day games, Thanksgiving games as usual, Christmas Eve games, streaming playoff games. The NFL doesn't care about us. They care about them. They know they got us. There'll be plenty of time to talk about the NFL and the rankings and the scheduling. You know, before you know it, it'll be summer here. And we'll start be looking in, uh, you know, head to training camp and all that. 
going to be great excitement with Aaron Rodgers, with the Giants coming off of what they did a year ago. But for right now, it's baseball front and center. And especially on this day, where the Yankees and the Mets both on the same day have big wins that win them their respective series. Yankees do it up in Toronto, taking three of four. And I loved everything that the captain had to say afterward. Feels weird calling him the captain. Yeah, because there's only one captain. Jeter's the captain. There's only one the captain. Jeter's the captain. Aaron Judge is a captain. And he's a good one. And I love hearing him talk, but he's not the captain. Anyway, Yankees get a huge win, taking three of four from Toronto. Nestor Cortez was terrific, which was encouraging to see him get you know have a good start after he's been struggling a little bit. And the Mets get a you know a big time series win against the best team in baseball. Just when you thought they were dead, you wanted to leave them for dead. They were down and out. They come back three times on the Rays on Wednesday. Then they make that win stick with a big performance on Thursday. Alonzo hitting another home run, his league-leading 16th home run of the year. Tyler McGill was solid. David Robertson closed it out. They they scratched across a couple of runs. They hold on. That was a, it was a 2022 Mets-type win, but an enormous series win for them as they now get set to take on the Guardians in a series that will have Carlos Carrasco make his return tonight and then Scherzer and Verlander going Saturday and Sunday. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Sal, kind of back on the fan. Keeping an eye on this four-overtime hockey game. Carolina's on a power play right now. And you know everybody's just like, please, for the love of God, end this. I don't care if we win the series, just score a goal here. Looking for their team to send them home happy. I mean, it's the this would be, I mean, think about that. It was bad enough last year, game one of, like I said, the first round with the Rangers going home after three overtimes with a loss. You sit there for four overtimes, Eastern Conference Final, like you got to be sent home with a win. Even then, you're still like, oh, man, that sucked, sitting there all night long. And these kids are, you can see it in their face. You just want to go home, but imagine going home after a loss. Anyway, we'll keep updated on that. 15 minutes to go in the fourth overtime. It's just insane. Denver was able to win again. They're up two games to none on the Lakers in the NBA's Western Conference Finals. And you know, it was funny. Denver feels disrespected even after game one. Though the Nuggets won, everybody was talking about how the Lakers are going to bounce back. And, oh, they still got it. And they'll go to the finals. And Denver and Jokic just continue to uh, dominate. And we'll see what happens if Denver could get themselves to the finals. Look, once the Knicks got out, I don't really care. I, I couldn't care less. Celtics, Heat, eh, don't like either of them. I'll probably root for Denver to win it all. Not going to root for the Lakers. Young Josh is calling from Passaic. What's up, Young Josh? Good, Sal. How are you? How are you? Young Josh, how exactly young are you? I'm um, 15. Okay. I mean, because you're up kind of late. You know what I mean? Oh, we don't. I don't have school tomorrow. 
No, but you call all the time kind of, uh, you know, late at night, right? What's your normal call? Maybe this is a little bit later than normal, but don't you usually call, you know, like midnight, something like that? Yeah, around then. Usually I go to sleep like right after, like 12.31. Interesting. I mean, I respect it. I was just curious. I'm trying to think, probably when I was your age, when I was your age, I was watching um, The Late Show with David Letterman, so I was up kind of late anyway. Well, maybe 11.30, 12.30. Maybe a little bit after that, but all right. Uh, I respect it. Anyway, what's on your mind, young Josh? Well, first with the heart, you know, I mean, I stopped watching like midway through the third overtime. It was just getting like, like it was like uh, one of those fast overtimes. It was just like stagnant, like no fun at all. Like even the power plays were just like moving around. There weren't a lot of shots and like it was like, pretty much action like every five minutes. Just like... Even, like, the fans, if they lose, like, that's going to be a really bad feeling. Like, they're not saying anybody score a goal. Wow, there was just a hell of a save made here. Canes are off the power play. Florida just had a chance to win it. And Anderson made a terrific save. Uh, anyway, yeah, so, I mean, that's well, right, that's probably part of the issue here where the teams aren't doing anything. Nobody wants to make a mistake, and that's why you see so many of these NHL playoff games every year. You know, go to double overtime, triple overtime, and in this case, a fourth overtime. And with the Mets with Fogelbach, I mean, he was traded for Holderman. I saw Holderman had an immaculate inning. What, like, can you see Daniel Vogelbach possibly in a cycle? I mean, he had his first triple last year. I mean, you know, my uncle called him, like, the bagel boy because you just think, when you look at him, you just think of bagels. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I never thought about that, uh, but, uh, I, I mean, I, I guess I could understand it. Uh, Alonzo's just been on fire. I mean, when he hits the ball, he carries it. He just would got to see other hits. But I don't even know what do you think about Lindor. Is I, mean, I know he's a streaky guy, but when's he going to go on the streak where he starts hitting him? Yeah, that's the problem, young Josh. And thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. They need Lindor to get going, and I don't know what his problem is. Lindor, it has not been a great start to a long time, long term relationship between player and organization. Obviously, it was a rough first year for Lindor. It was a great second year for Lindor. But now, again, he's struggling through the first two months of year three, and it just can't happen. The Mets are built to have him be a stud. Now, when he gets hot, he will carry this team offensively. He could get that hot. But we're just waiting for it to happen now. I mean, mid-May. All right, April, bad month, fine. Like, when is he going to kick it in a gear exactly here? Now's the time. Let's get going, Frankie. Nothing else matters with the Mets offense if Lindor does not produce. They need him to start doing what they expect him to do. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal, man. I'm so sick to my stomach right now. It has nothing to do with sports, but we get to that. Why? I've been waiting over a month for you to get back to overnight so I can hear from Stuart from Brooklyn his life. And this guy calls on Tuesday night when I'm off at, off of work out of nowhere. It's yeah, he a, called. I know. He, he called in toward the end of the show. We had him uh, him and Hector yeah, at the same time. I know. I heard it was yeah, I heard it was some drama. But, uh, yeah. yeah, Hector over here stealing girlfriends now. This is unbelievable, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I got Stewart though. I got him. You know, I got him on the Rihanna, the Cardi B, and the Megan Fox girl. So I got him. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Uh. 
I'm going to talk about. Um, yeah, so I, w- I want to talk about this NFL thing, but do I have time to mention this, this prospect stuff or no? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, real quickly on this. Everybody wants to – every time a team is struggling, this dude is May. Like we're acting like it's 20 games under 500 in August right now. And it's always bring the young kids up. They, and it's like, why do fans think they know more than a Buck show up there? Like, if they think these kids are good and are ready to play, they're going to have them up. You think they, they want to just lose games? Like, they're like, oh, let the kids play. Well, you need the grown men to play also. And they, and they none of these kids are, are going to be anywhere near the level of a Lindor, you know, even a Martez. So it's like you're clamoring to have these young kids. It's like, for instance, like I live right next to the, where the Renegades play, and this kid that everyone's talking about who could be an you know, upcoming Yankees, the Spencer Jones kid. You know, they say oh, they compare him to like Aaron Judge, like stature. He's big. This kid's like 6'6". Six, six. So I watched him the other day. I went two weeks ago, and I took my son, and they lost like 16-3. And the kid, kid, you know, he struck out three times. And I was talking to the people about this kid, and they said, yeah, he's been struggling this year. And he's struggling in A-ball. You know, it's like even with Dominguez, he was up a uh, second half of the year by me. Um, and supposedly he was tearing up in the in the in spring training this year. He had a big spring. He's, yeah. still, he's still waiting. So well, like look at it, Chris. Look at it with the big yeah. leagues, with Volpe who tore it up in spring training. He's not been tearing it up at the big leagues. Beatty, same thing, down in the minors. He was absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. He's been okay since coming up here, and I'm assuming it's going to be similar with Vientos, who played his first game, hit a, a big two-run homer, but that doesn't mean that he's going to, you know, produce consistently. So it's always it's the backup quarterback theory as well. It's always yeah. you want to see the next guy and who's there and all that stuff, yeah. and doesn't necessarily mean that those guys are going to be better. But I understand wanting to see the unknown, giving it a shot because the other guys just have not produced. Yeah, and lastly on this, before I get to football, and it's kind of like the bringing the you know, the, the, the quarterback and right from college and want to throw him on the field. Like, you're going to ruin these kids' confidence right away. And it, it's and that's why they know better to keep them down and, and until they get – till they're – like Aaron Rodgers, he sat behind Brett Farr for years, and that's why he's a Hall of Famer quarterback. But, look, get into the football. Uh, I didn't speak to you about this yet. I'm going to just mention it. I think the NFL are evil human beings when it comes to family. You know, it's really unbelievable at this point. Like, I don't think, you know, the Christmas Day games, I'm, I'm checked out completely on that. There's nothing I'm going to do about that. You know, there's no way I'm watching Christmas, uh, football on Christmas. My wife will, you know, that's why we have a 55% divorce rate right now. <laughs> you know, like, like look, my, get, my wife, like, she it. gets it. She gets it with Thanksgiving. She understands. And those first couple games, she gets it. The end of the night, I, I can't say, you know, oh, uh, you know, I have to be locked into uh, Steelers and Ravens right now. She's like, what? She wants, at that point, dinner is over. She wants to relax and watch movies. But now I got a dilemma now. With, they're going to fill the Jets now at 3.30 on Friday. First of all, we're sitting home all day eating Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday, and I'm going to tell my wife, oh, no, we can't go running around because i got to be locked into Jets football at 3.30 on a Friday. She's going to look at me like, are you, are you, are you serious right now? I said, so, so I don't know what they're doing. The Jets are saying they want to be on Black Friday every year. So I'm at the point like did Marco they say Lewis, that? I didn't. I didn't see that. I heard something about the Jets. I heard something the other day the Jets want to be on Black Friday every year now, and I'm like, listen, I don't. Want, and, I, I, you mean one, make it like the Lions or Cowboys on Thanksgiving? I guess they want. They get it. I guess they. Yeah, I guess they want that to be their new no thing. No way. And they may. I, look, I don't they, care what happens next it. year. But I'm thinking about this year. I'm gonna have to do what Marco said to do for Christmas. Like I'm gonna have to literally just record this thing 
and maybe watch it maybe early Saturday morning. I think my wife might be going to work that Saturday. I'm not even sure. But there's no way I'm going to tell her, you know, I'm going to have to be locked in on a Friday at 3.30 to watch football. Like, it's, it's just unbelievable. I don't even know, you know, they're going a little too far at this point. Even the, even the Christmas thing. I get what I hate. Doing. I they're hate the idea of it. Because, uh, and that's no, a what? I, a Monday? I, Is that why? I hate it. I hate the idea of it, Chris, and thank you for the call. Appreciate checking in. I hate it. I hate having games on Christmas Eve. I hate having games on Christmas Day, and I don't love the idea of a Black Friday game at 3.30. The reason why it's at 3.30, Jimmy Trana of Sports Illustrated, my buddy, who I do the SI Media podcast with him every week, he explained it to me as somebody explained it to him, Mike North, who does the uh, scheduling. There's some kind of rule on Fridays where you can't compete with high school football, I guess. So that's why that game is at 3.30 as opposed to a primetime game, which would have been fine. Friday night, Black Friday, 8 p.m., fine. Now, maybe the argument is, and I'm going to have to make it work because it's obviously part of my job, and I do really want to watch the Jets. I just don't want to watch them on Black Friday when I'm trying to maybe enjoy a holiday. I mean, I have no idea what my work schedule is going to be, whatever, but you could at least say, all right, honey, I'll watch this game now, and then we'll have the night together. And you can watch whatever movie at night. All right, fair enough. Because otherwise it would be you go out during the day or you do whatever during the day. Um, and then you watch the game at night. So this will just be the opposite of that. Christmas, though, is a non-starter. Like, come on. And even Thanksgiving, like last year with the Giants on Thanksgiving, the games are on, but I'm not locked in. See, that's the biggest problem that I have. Normal people who I guess don't either live and die with every possession like most of us do or don't have to do it for a living, like they could just have the game on in the background, watch a little bit of it, keep up with the score. Oh, look at that nice play. Oh, what's the score? And it's not a big deal. For me, I need to be locked in to every play. What's going on in the game? How did this happen? Why'd they do that? And on Thanksgiving, I'm, I can't do that. It's impossible. I don't care who's playing. It's an impossibility. Maybe if they had a night game, maybe, then I could lock in. Christmas, forget it. Same thing. You'll watch it. It'll be on. I can't be locked into it on a holiday that I'm spending with my family. It just doesn't work. I do think the NFL has gotten to a point of just total disrespect and care. Now, look, maybe I'm overreacting to this. Maybe most people don't really care about it. Hey, well, what's the difference? I'll watch the game. But I, I gave you the factors that I want to watch, I have to watch, and I can't watch. Those are the issues. Or I at least can't watch the way that I'd like to. Dom is calling from Atlantic City. What's up, Dom? What was that, hey, hey, Dom. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm not sure what's going on right there. I put Dom on hold. Maybe he get back to us. John is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, John? Yeah, how you doing? Uh, uh, great hearing from you uh, all the time. But um, I had a, um issue. Uh, well, last week we spoke, and uh, it was regarding uh, Scherzer was supposed to have his start, and then he missed it because he was allegedly hurt. You know, and I'm a huge Mets fan. And um, what I noticed was uh, they, what they tried to do, even though this is a bad start, but uh, people got to calm down because it's only a quarter of the season played. It's still like 80 plus games to be played, you know, a hundred plus, excuse me, a hundred plus games to be played. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you go 500 for the month. You can still 
we gained like a, a stat that I look at was a uh, uh, Cleveland finished uh, uh, the month, uh, the first month of last season, nineteen and twenty-three, and they still ended up with ninety-two wins and in the playoffs. So I just tell fans, you know, their level of fandom, you know, if you're that kind of fan, just calm down on the way the match started. You know, this baseball is well, baseball for a reason. You can overreact, John. You're, you're right. You're yeah. being logical. And a lot of times fans are illogical. I, I get that. Look, I'm illogical. So I understand uh, where most fans are coming from, right? So we like to overreact. We like to be illogical at times. We're not, we don't need to be level-headed and responsible. That's not what we do as fans. However, to take it to the extremes that it gets taken to, that's where it's ridiculous. Fire Bach, fire Epler, the Mets are done. Yeah. Like, come on yeah. now. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Now, let me ask you something. Um, when uh, when Buck took uh, the Yankees, I think it was, uh, was it 94 before he was fired? How many games did he win yeah. before he was fired? Well, 90, 95, they went to the postseason uh, against the Mariners. After, and they lost after he, oh, no, he took them to the playoffs in 95? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. So they were in the playoffs. Okay, okay. Yeah. That was yeah, remember they the lost Mariners, that first right? round. Remember they lost that first round series to the um, to the Mariners. The Mariners, yeah. James Buhner and them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a big time Mets fan, and my my, my level of fandom goes back to '86. You know, Doc and Dower brought me in, and I've been there ever since. And uh, I, and I'm a, I'm gonna keep saying it. Pete Alonso will get 60 plus this year. And then uh, um, if we don't get Shohei to be our lefty power bat for the next 10 years with Pete Alonso, you know, uh, I don't, uh, there's going to be a problem because we, we need somebody <laughs> to come. We need, we need someone to come. You, need, you see who they have behind him now. They got Beatty behind him now. First they put uh, McNeil. Now they have Beatty behind him. He has no real protection. You know, that's the thing I'm worried about this lineup, and especially since Lindor hasn't woken up yet, you know. So I'm, I'm definitely worried, but. I'm not giving up because, you know, this is a great team. And, the well, I mean, uh, the, the pitching has to wake up. Yeah, I, I think they all need to wake up, John. And thank you so much for the call. We appreciate listening and appreciate taking the time to give us a call. I'm not going to call them a great team. They were a very, very good team a year ago. They have the potential to be a good team again this year, but they haven't been just yet. We'll worry about Otani next year. I do think, I've said this consistently, I do think the Mets are going to have the biggest offer for Otani. Will he accept it or not? That's a different story. But for this year's team, you know, they, they need more offense. Beatty, maybe he does turn into that five-hole hitter. We'll see. But for now, you know, they got to get Lindor going. They got to get Marte going. These are things that, if the Mets want to get back to where they were a year ago, if they want to legitimately contend for the division, they're going to have to get get these guys going in the, the rotation as well. You mentioned it. I get the feeling that the rotation is going to start to now stabilize and things are going to go their way. Where you had Senga on Wednesday dominate, you had Tyler McGill give a good start. That's two back-to-back good starts. Maybe Carrasco tonight returning against his former team can shock the world and give a decent start for a change. And then you got Max and Verlander. Both due for big performances in a back-to-back situation. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Can you believe this hockey game is still going on? Three minutes to go in the fourth overtime. Like, come on, dude. It's two in the morning. And this damn thing. Not for me. I really couldn't care less. I'm going to bed either way. But I feel bad for the people who were there. This cannot be good. This is more exhausting than exhilarating. There have been some good moments here just watching along with it. It's just, uh, I don't know. To me, it's not a good quality about the sport and people rave and rant about it all the time oh it's great and oh my god do you believe that triple overtime or quadruple overtime yeah i do believe it as a matter of fact because it happens every freaking year trying to see what's going to happen first this game going to be all this game going to end in the next two minutes or am i going to end i know i'm ending in the next five minutes or so hector is calling from washington heights good morning hector good morning my dude how we doing Good, Hector. How are you? Uh, honestly, a little exhausted with my Mets fan base, but excited, happy about, uh, I guess, yesterday's game now and the last two games. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. Um, hoping that we. Can are you continue. going? Are, are you going Saturday? I'm not sure yet. I really want to because I know you're going to be there and a couple of other people that are uh, going to be there um, that I'd like to see, but I'm not so sure right now. I would have to visit okay. my softball team to go there. Well, no, but. don't do that. Don't do that. And by the way, the <laughs> weather's supposed to be, I mean, at least the, the last that I checked, I got to text my buddy Jeff, who we heard from before, and see what's up for the weather for Saturday. But uh, it's not supposed to be good at last I checked. Is that so? I haven't even looked at the weather yet. Um, well, I mean, if there's any question in the weather, then the Mets have a better chance of playing than we do softball because, you know, we don't have a ground crew. So that, may, right. that, might, <laughs> that might make the decision for me, you know what I mean? Um, but true. I, I want to go. You know, I like going to these games, especially if people that I vibe with are going to be there. I mean, I vibe with anyone there for the most part. Have, um, you, yeah. uh, have you invited Nicole to your softball games? I have not invited Nicole to my softball games. Uh, because that's like next level. Once you invite Nicole in Ronkonkoma, if you invite her to your softball games, now we're really like, that's next level stuff. I think I, I don't know if I invited her. I think I kind of did to a baseball game. She was going to the Mets game, and I played baseball on Sundays in Evans League that plays about 10 minutes from City Field. It's a college point. So she, I knew she was going to the baseball game. I said, oh, Evan still like, does that Twitter baseball thing? Yeah, but he barely shows up. But, yeah, the league still runs. Him and uh, Chris, buddy Chris Baldessano, I'm sorry, I mispronounced his name. He helps him run it, and, you know, we go out there and have fun every Sunday. You should come out one day. Wow. Uh, where but is it? Should you like to know about Nicole so much? I'll tell you this. 
Buck ruined, uh, what did they call it? A, kind of a serendipity type meeting between me and Nicole today. Because I found out later in the day she was thinking of going to the game. She decided not to go. Same like me. I saw the lineup. I was depressed. But since I'm sick, I ended up going anyways, and I was in there like the fifth inning. But I could have. No, you should go. You should go. Don't let the lineup. Come on, Hector. You're all worried about the lineup. And thank you for the call. I want to get more people in here before we say goodbye. You're worried about the lineup, and you're not going to the game because of it. I'm glad you went. Hopefully, we see you out there Saturday. Come on, go support the team. You can't get worried about the. Don't get worked up about the lineup here. One lineup gonna go nuts. Look at this. The Panthers win it. The Panthers win it in four overtimes with, was there under a minute to go? The Panthers win it and they are going home in Carolina after sitting there for four overtimes. They are going home sad. And that makes me happy. Wow, the Florida Panthers, four overtimes. At the end of the fourth overtime, score the game winner. Was it to Chuck who scored that? I remember your father, kid. Dom is calling from Atlantic City. What's up, Dom? Dow, that was so funny. That was so funny. Some kid, some kid turned ten and got tickets to this game to go with his dad. Oh, I'm going to the, I'm going to the, I'm going to the game, I'm going to the game, and he just watched his team lose at two in the morning. Now they're gonna drive home. Just like brutal. the worst drive of his life. That That's is so brutal. I actually, I actually feel bad for the young kids there because I can empathize That's with my, yeah, with I know, my nephew. That's still pretty damn funny. I mean, oh, my God. That's oh my sports God. for you, right, Tom? I mean, that's sports for you. Hell, yeah. I mean, that's how it goes, man. Like, what, it's going to be soft? Like, tough break, man. Like, you lose games. That's how it is. You know, speaking yeah. of losing games, how about Philly just losing everything? I'm here in South Jersey, and there's nothing like – I'm just collecting newspapers of them losing stuff. I'm going to oh, put it up they... in my wall in my basement. Yeah. Wall of shame for these guys. So all my Eagle friends come and see it every oh, day. You're going to have a problem, though, Dom, and thank you for the call because the Eagles aren't going to be losing a lot. John is calling from Queens. What's up, John? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Good, a good job with your show. Uh, you know, the only thing I want to bring up, I, I know I'm not defending him, but Vogelback. I remember Gary Cook, Gary Cohen saying on the air one time that, you know, a couple of years ago he had a, he was like a, he, I'm not too sure. He was on. A, he was on the All Star team. He had, he had like 29 yes. home runs and stuff. Vogelback like that. was. Yeah, he was a one time All Star. I think it was with the Brewers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you know, and and he's the first. And it says on, I looked it up on the phone. I couldn't find the stats, but said he was he's the first baseman. You know, sometimes when a guy just does a DH, it gets kind of stale if you don't play the field. That that's what happens with Stanton on the Yankees. Oh, uh, he was an All Star. Sorry, he was an All Star with with Seattle, not with Mil- uh, not with Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I thought he said. You know, it's, I mean, I know the guy's a major league professional player. He can't be that bad, you know. I mean, it's not easy to make it to the major leagues. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about him in comparison to you or I. We're talking about him in comparison to actual major league players. Maybe and, if they uh, let him. I, and, and I'll tell you this. I'll tell you if you do want to compare him to me, and thank you for the call, John. I'll tell you this. I can run better. I can field better. And I might even be able to swing better. Because I'm not going up there looking for walks. You know what I mean? 
I'm not going to say I can hit for a higher average or hit for more power. I mean, that would be ridiculous. Fielding, yes. Throwing, yes. Running, yes. Being more aggressive at the plate, absolutely. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is you're comparing him to other major leaguers. He's, you know what Daniel Vogelback is? He's a good Oakland A. He's the guy that's going to get on base for a team that can't afford to go get real players. The Mets can afford to get real players. Vogelback's not one of them. I'm sorry. And I've given you the reasons why. There's not picking on him. I like him. I would root for him. I am rooting for him. He just doesn't do anything. Guy's got two home runs. Two. It's mid-May. Anyway, that does it for us. Thanks to Alex's arm. Thanks to Connor Green. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. Be back again a little bit later on, filling in for Carton with Evan at 2 p.m. We'll see you then. Have a good Friday. Sports Radio 1019 Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 